Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. up everybody welcome back nfl food for thought podcast right here on rotogrinders.com the band is back together after a couple of weeks it feels good to be back mr will priester from chief's prop shop on the discord how are you man i'm good man hanging in there um oof and i talked to you about this earlier man could have been such a uh this could have been a big night. Didn't come to fruition, but that's okay. Hey, that happens when you're stringing a bunch of parlays together on different sites. And I had a pretty brutal beat myself. If you caught us on the NBA morning grind yesterday, uh, you heard about the Drew Holiday saga, which was a pretty terrible beat last week. I needed 10 points from Seth Curry for a plus 700 same game parlay in the Sixers Hornets game. He played 40 plus minutes without Tyrese Maxey and scored six points. So I am with you, my friend. The good news is we get to talk some NFL action here. Yeah, we first NFL pod since Thanksgiving. And uh, you know, I think where we left off, we said the NFL is lost in a space time continuum. And I believe that is still accurate. And we talked about some coordinators and some coaches and there's been some, some personnel shuffling since you and I both talked across the league. And it's been another crazy week of NFL as we're recording the Bills and Pats are playing in a freaking snowstorm, Chief. So, man, I, I don't know. The Lions won their first football game. Where, where do we even start here, Will? I mean, there are storylines upon storylines. That's what makes this league so great. So thanks for sticking with us, everybody. And I'll just pass the mic right over to you. Give me one of your biggest takeaways, one of your biggest, what, elephants in the room from week 13? Yeah, man. Um, I think coaching is it's, – it's weird out here with this coaching right now, man. And, and that's just really all I can say. When you have a chance to tie a game and go in the overtime, overtime and you're on the road and what we're doing is going for two and, and not trying to – to, I, I don't know. It's just that it's so frustrating. Um, 
I, I don't know what happened with the coaching this week. And, and that's my elephant in the room. Like, the, and look, these guys are professional coaches, but good Lord, man. How, how does Harbaugh not kick the extra point there with the greatest field goal kicker of all time? I, I don't understand. S- somebody help me understand, please. Because I have no clue. No clue. I guess he had no faith in the defense stopping Ben Roethlisberger and company. What a second half from Deontay Johnson in that game, by the way. Uh, You know, as pedestrian as Lamar Jackson has been at times, he did have a great drive at the end of that game. But I don't know. I guess it's easy to say in hindsight now. If the two-point conversion is successful, are we praising Harbaugh, though? Or are we still saying, what the hell? Come on, man. It, it's tough to say. With all of that on the line, I know the defense is banged up in Baltimore. Still kind of like the odds of sending the, sending the defense out there, right, Chief? Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Like, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't know what Harbaugh had going on uh, in terms of that thought process. I, it, I, I, I thought it was rough. Me personally. My, monumental win for Pittsburgh, right? Every game is super important for them. Did they really win though? I woke up in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Got I, my I coffee opened up the news. You, you know what I'm saying? Looked at the associated press standings and I, I did see that they won. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying. But was it convincing? Did you like what did you like what you saw from either team in that game? No. (laughs) From neither team. We're not sugar coding anything tonight, folks. No, no, I I didn't like what I saw from either team. Um here's what I will say. Okay. I'm I'm gonna hop ship for a second and get away from that game. I came live on the air, on the airways, and talked about Kansas City being, dare I say, done. And I said this. I said that they were not a good football team at the time. And my hot take was that they weren't going to make the playoffs. That was my hot take, right? And so you look now. And, and you look at the uh, the standings, and Kansas City's eight and four. Have won five in a row. Ahead of the Chargers, ahead of the Raiders, and just beat the Broncos, who are six and six. Raiders six and six. Chargers are seven and five. Looks like the Chiefs are headed to the playoffs. At least as of today. Will they win a championship? TBD, to to be determined. Here's what I will say. I was wrong about Kansas City. They've definitely turned the ship around somewhat. And and it did help. They went out and got Melvin Ingram. That's going to help their defense. Um, Does help to get, uh, I think, Justin Houston back on the line. Right? Yeah, yeah. Helps to get him back. 
Um, run defense wasn't great yesterday. We saw Javante Williams pop them big time. They were facing Teddy Bridgewater. That's not going to change. That that oh, they're going to. I'm curious to see how who they match up with in the first round because mm-hmm. maybe your take won't be so bad. I, there's context behind these wins. They beat Jordan Love and the Packers at home by six. I don't know what what happened to Dallas. Oh, it's either you're on the a win's a win side. Kansas City's back, right? A win's a win in the NFL. But like they beat Jordan Love by six. They beat the Giants by three. They crushed the Raiders, who are clearly pretenders. I don't know what happened in the Dallas game. And and Teddy Dallas, Bridgewater the, and the Dallas Broncos was faltering. There, there are still issues in Kansas City. So I, I won't but, say. But what I said was they weren't going to make the playoffs, and I think they're going to make it now. I think you're right. The grand scheme of things, there are are the hottest team in football, five in a row. It ain't pretty, but it's a win. And we'll get to recipe that's, for success. That's no different than Pittsburgh last night. The the last time. The last time that Kansas City scored 24 or more points was against the Raiders. Um, and it's been a long time since before, before they scored 24 points before that Raiders blowout win. So as, as many problems as there may be in Kansas City, I think there's even more in Las Vegas. You know? Yeah, I mean, but hey, they're going to get a pass. They fired their coach like. No, nobody's going to pick on the Raiders, I don't think, today. No, no one's picking on the Raiders, but they're trending poorly. Yeah, absolutely. Ch- Chief, I mean, the remaining Chiefs schedule, Raiders at Chargers, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati at Denver. It does look like they're in position to make a run. Still a pretty tough schedule, though, all things considered. Yeah, they, they could they could make a rush for sure. Um, we'll see what happens. As I'm slightly bashing Kansas City, um, they're just getting it done. In this league, I think this year more than any, you have to side with the a win's a win, old school approach. They're 8-4. The world's not falling anymore. Uh, they're getting the job done, and these are National Football League teams they're beating. Dallas is a top three team on paper. Can't take anything away from that win. Um, they beat the Packers with Jordan Love. Whatever, it's fine. It's fine. I want to. Uh, this yeah. is a. This could be another get right spot against the Raiders. So I'm sure that we will talk about that in the recipe for success. Um, because that that was a grueling game for me. I, I had a decent week Sunday, but that Raiders. Washington game, I thought would have had more points in it. I only thing I was right about was Antonio Gibson, and I mean he was super chalk in, in that game. Uh, I did fade Moreau, which which was good. I played Gronk at tight end and kind of flipped the build a little bit. Uh, one of my biggest and, and that worked out for you. It did. Uh, you know what? Uh, we'll get we'll get to the guy who killed me in a little bit. Uh, my single entry team, but. But <laughs> it, it this league just never ceases to amaze me, man. It, it never does. Um, 
totally lost my train of thought, Chief. Yeah. Let me get that coffee. Anyway, oh, yeah, Antonio Gibson. The workload. The workload is, is for real. Um, McKissick was out. I'm curious to see his practice report throughout the rest of the week. I don't know. Is, is Gibson finally going to get that McCaffrey-ish type workload everybody was touting in the preseason because one guy said it on the team? <laughs> like, I don't know. But when he gets the volume, this was only his fourth game, I think, with 65-plus percent of the snaps, Gibson. So uh, talk about a guy trending in the right direction. He was way too cheap on both sides. So uh, that was one of my takeaways. As long as Gibson stays healthy, I think he is – uh, squarely in play for a uh, high usage, high floor role every single week. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and this week, by the way, the Washington football team might be the hottest team in football. I didn't mean to exclude them. Um, and they'll take on Dallas, who, you know, much improved defense, but I- I'm not scared of that Dallas matchup. So uh, Antonio Gibson, you know, really coming into his own. They're feeding him the ball finally. So I'm excited to see what Gibson does. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward here, up to 7,400 on FanDuel. So before before we, we get any further, is that too much for you, or do you think that's about right? I mean, that that's probably about right, considering, you know, how things should be going, right, the rest of the season. Um, you know, if you, you, you look at a guy that, in terms of, I, I think that's about right. I, I, I think that's where it should be. What do you think? I think it'll deter some of his ownership. I mean, of course, we're gonna just going to get injury news upon injury news probably because it's only late Monday night. Yeah. So maybe he ends up being a good tournament play. I mean, we saw we saw a ton of chalk. You know, Sony Michelle smashed high usage role against – uh, Jacksonville, despite all the you know conflicting reports, um, Gibson obviously was chalk. You know it, it, it is what it is. You had to pick your spots. That was a strange week. Uh, many people had a very wide running back pool and uh, decided to trim the player pool elsewhere, which I think was probably the right move. Uh, Leonard Fournette didn't go bonkers, but how about his role? Could we talk about Leonard Fournette as my second elephant in the room, Chief. Yeah, sure. I like I like Lenny. I mean, the thing is, they finally gave Lenny the keys. That some, and I can't remember exactly when it, but like you saw it coming, right? And, and I think it was a game where Ronald Jones fumbled a time or two, and finally they just handed Lenny the keys. And I just think that was probably one of the best decisions they could have made. He's really an intricate part of this team. Like Leonard Fournette is the reason Tom Brady gets to keep pushing the ball down the field. Because he's a part of that passing game. Check down Lenny, right? I mean, look, we're now seeing Leonard Fournette catch one-handed touchdown passes. Not only that, he's the fourth most targeted running back in the National Football League. Okay. If, if, if this was anyone else, they'd be 9K by now. And here's what I'm saying. It's not like Lenny doesn't have any big performances. Started out the season where they kind of – it was before they kind of just gave him the keys – 10, 11, these are fantasy points, 10.9, 11.6, 6.4, 16.9, 21, 30.7, 17, 7.3, 17.2, 13.4, 47.1, 22.2. And the targets are getting a lot more consistent. 
I'm talking about the last five games, eight, six, seven, seven, excuse me, the last four games. That's fantastic. We can't ask for much more out of that for a running back. Oh, don't look now, folks. He's also going to get 10 to 15 carries on top of his six to eight targets. That's fantastic. Don't look. Don't look. How many 100-yard games does Leonard Fournette have this season? I would say I know for sure he has one, and I feel like that's the only one. That's the only one. Okay. So we're oh, talking- and, and just as we're saying that, Josh Allen is going over my other rushing yard prop of 34 and a half. Raise the roof. Thank you, Josh. The roof is on fire. Appreciate you, my friend. Listen. Leonard Fournette is a solidified, a bona fide RB1. I know you said that word quite a bit about bona fide shooters on the morning grind yesterday. He's a bona fide RB1. He's getting uh, like well above league average opportunities because of his target share now. No Antonio Brown in the picture, so I'm not worried. So, uh, it, it makes it tougher with this Tampa Bay offense. However, like as a tournament player, it's Leonard Fournette. No one is comfortable paying mid sevens, high eights because of like that, I guess, negative name recognition. I don't know. Yeah. However, I love it because when Tom Brady's chalk and it's Chris Godwin and, and, and it's totally, I get it. The bucks are in great situations all the time. You just play Leonard Fournette and get that leverage. Pay a little more than you'd like to, but you're getting the opportunities. I mean, listen, we're talking eight targets, 13 carries, 21 total opportunities. He's going to dump more than one touchdown in, I don't know how many games are left, four, five. I say, my, my, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I say he has at least two more multi-touchdown games through, through the rest of the regular season. With this workload and that offense, it's amazing. All of the running backs, I'm not taking anything away from them, that Tom Brady has made into high-end RB1s over the years. LeGarrette Blunt. Is Leonard Fournette like a LeGarrette Blunt clone with better hands? Like, he made LeGarrette Blunt really good. Corey Dillon went to New England. Corey Dillon was great, by the way, and was good. You know, tail end of his career. Like, Tom... I guess that speaks volumes in a, in a, in a poor way about ending the Ronald Jones experiment. Right? I mean... Yeah. Literally fumbled away his opportunities, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get a few carries here and there. But, yeah, um, he's done. He, he Lenny, is, Lenny drives this team. And here's the thing. Giovanni Bernard was supposed to be James White 2.0, and Fournette just took his role. There's no Bernard. Well, First couple of weeks, sure. But Lenny Lenny had this role starting last season. So that's the thing. It's not like Lenny just started catching passes this year. He started last year. He was capable. He's and you know. but Tom Brady gave he kept giving him the ball. He drop a pass. It's okay. We'll get it back to you. And now he's throwing passes where he can catch one yarders in, in the end zone. I'm telling you. Yeah. Give me a big takeaway, Chief. We'll get off Leonard Fournette and on to something else. Okay. La- last big takeaway. And hear me out, folks. Nothing against this team at all. 
or, or when I say nothing against the team, I'm saying this isn't my favorite team. Are the Washington Redskins, excuse me, sorry, please forgive me, folks. Is the Washington football team on its way to try to snatch the division away from the Dallas Cowboys? I think this is bigger. And I know we talked about Gibson, but I think the Washington football team as a whole is a much bigger story here. This team is hot, Luch. They're in fuego. Do you know who they play this week? Yeah, we talked about it. The Dallas Cowboys. No, I know. That was a rhetorical question. Oh. If they get this game, this is going to be huge. This might be the biggest game of the week, Luch. The Dallas, the, the Dallas-Washington game. I think it is. What does Vegas have it at, Chief? Do we have a spread? I know it's hmm, early. Hold on. In the I'm week. trying to I'm trying to trying to get it. Just bear with me. Jeez, come on. 49. Okay. Dallas and, minus and, four and a half. Okay, that's fair. Dallas Washington at home. Favorite. Wow, I mean, Dallas has kind of had the yips of their own. They dealt with a lot of personnel oh, big, changes. Big time yips. I mean, big time yips. It's a big momentum game, right? In the NFL, momentum in a season full of 17 regular season games now is huge. I, I can't see Dallas losing this game. I can't. I can't. What's your take here? Like, what's your synopsis of the Washington football team? I just think Riverboat Run has got this team inspired to play winning football and, and winning in their own way. You know what I'm saying? And they're on their backup quarterback in Taylor Heineke, who's not their backup anymore because doesn't matter what happens with uh, uh, Fitzmagic, he's not getting that job back. They can't afford to. It's like the time Case Keenum was with the Vikings and they just kept winning. No way you could take him out, right? Uh, so that that's what I think is going on there in Washington. Taylor Heineke has got a little got a little pizzazz, got a little a little a little, uh, a little spunk, you know, going on in Washington, and the team is hopping on board. And there it is, we're rolling. Well, they control their own destiny. It's going to be fun. Dallas twice, Philadelphia twice, and the Giants five straight divisional games to wrap it up opportunity of uh, of a lifetime for some of these guys on this roster, especially Taylor Heineke. He never probably thought he'd be in this situation. You know, you get a gutsy road win against the the Raiders, who, sure, maybe they're trending poorly. You know, beat Seattle at home by two. Okay, maybe they're trending poorly. But they knocked off Tom Brady in November. You know, they beat Carolina on the road, who has a good defense. Good things are happening when Antonio Gibson is getting the football. I think we're yeah. seeing that, my friend. I think we're seeing that. Yeah, a, a whole lot of good things. A whole lot of good things are happening. Absolutely. That That's going to be fun, a fun battle to watch, uh, especially they have the Eagles twice. We're still in the hunt, too. Um, we have to talk about some of these injuries. Uh, the first one, God, there's a lot of questionable and GTD tags. Uh, but Adam Thielen, and boy, shout out to the Lions and Dan Campbell getting their first dub. But 
the target tree is even more condensed. And when Adam Thielen left the game, it was no secret where Kirk Cousins wanted to go. And if you wanted to make any tournament money this week, you most likely needed Justin Jefferson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And Justin Jefferson put on a clinic along with uh, Kirk Cousins, and it resulted in a big fat L in the loss column. How about that? Detroit Lions get their first win. Um, <sighs> At what point do you just shut Dalvin Cook down and say, you know what, we have, we'll revisit things in the offseason with the direction of our franchise? I don't know. Well, I, they play I, Thursday I really night football know. against Pittsburgh, and we might get an answer sooner than later. I don't think he plays Thursday, but I, I could absolutely be wrong. But I, I don't think he plays Thursday. So at least uh, you know that's not on the main slate. I'm curious to see what uh, Jefferson will be priced at for week 15 when I believe they're on the main slate again. We will see. Uh, you know, another one is uh, Kenyon Drake. You hate to see it, but you know, for fantasy purposes, Josh Jacobs going to get a, a full workload if the game is manageable against Kansas City. And he's at an interesting price point, too, on FanDuel. Yeah, I mean. 7,100. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't. I'm not buying into Josh Jacobs just yet this early in the week. Well, we got. I, we got, I, got, I got to get a few more things under my belt before I hop on the Josh Jacobs train. <laughs> well, we'll get to it in recipe for success, but it depends what your take on Kansas City really is. I guess if you're gonna shovel out the dough to pay Josh Jacobs, um. So Joe Mixon's dinged up, and he killed my single entry team. Great matchup against the Chargers. I don't know if we will see Mixon. Uh, they're a 425 game against San Fran. Tough matchup regardless. Um, on the flip side of that game, it looks like Elijah Mitchell has a questionable tag. And he's entered the concussion protocol. So, man, can one of the, any of these Niners backs just stay healthy? I mean, come on. So that that is definitely something to monitor. Trey Sermon is on IR. So, like, you have Jamichael Hasty, who's there. Uh, and Jeff Wilson's questionable, too. So another mess. And, of course, it's a 425 game. Uh, Wilson had uh, sustained a knee injury during the loss to Seattle. So uh, that game as a whole, got to watch on this running back news. Uh, they priced Pirine up a little bit, the 6K on FanDuel. Yeah. So uh, so there's that, but just a mess there. Absolute Absolutely. mess. Absolutely. Joe, Be- Joe Bengals has a dinged-up finger, but I think he's going to play through it, buddy. Yeah, he's probably going to have to. Um, it's really not not much he can do. Um, if they want to keep winning games, he's got to do it, period. Taysom Hill, speaking of finger injury, terrible real-life quarterback. Great fantasy quarterback. Absolutely. Playing the Jets. Going to try to play through it. Might fin- not might not finish the game. But, wow, what a what a ballsy tournament play Taysom Hill will be. Yeah. Can you play him naked? Nope. You can't? Who do you pair him with? Nobody. I'm just not playing Taysom Hill. You're just not playing him at all. <laughs> I mean, it- look, man. You look at Taysom Hill <sighs> – they're playing the Jets. Like, 
do they really need him to like do this against the Jets? You know what I'm saying? It's like just just hand marking him the ball and let him get his let him pat, uh, stat pad here. A lot of uh, naked Minshew lines won some money this week on DK. Uh, but yeah, since you since you mentioned Ingram, yeah, he was 4K. So I mean, that, that was the right call for sure. You, you you know you mentioned Ingram. Obviously, Kamara is uh, a name to watch, and you know they priced Ingram up on FanDuel as well. I don't know what he is on DK Chief, but he's seventy two on FanDuel now against the Jets. Ooh, that's tough. I don't know. You paid for you know it. How, you know how Minshew is, though. He's going to come out firing, and running around a little bit. And sorry, then, sorry, uh, I meant Ingram seventy two. Mark Ingram. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, we'll see if Kamara is. Do you think Kamara is going to make it back? I don't know. I'll try to find out if he practiced today. Let me let me do a Twitter search here. Uh, my guess is no. But I I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, he was limited today on Monday, so that's a good that's a good sign. But uh, yeah, that's a tough price for for Ingram. But there's such a negative correlation with Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. We saw it last season. Taysom Hill doesn't check down. He vultures red zone touches as well. Yeah, it's, t- it's tough to play a Saints running back with with uh, Taysom Hill at the helm. Um, you know, Austin Eckler also has a questionable tag. Brandon Staley was kind of downplaying the situation, though. Uh, of course, DeAndre Swift didn't play last week. Jamal Williams was chalk. Uh, we'll see if he plays against Denver. Melvin Gordon also did not play. So there's a big one. If Melvin Gordon doesn't play again, we're going to fire up Javante Williams for cash games, aren't we, Chief? Absolutely. Um you know, Javante was someone I wrote up on Sunday on scores and odds, just saying, look, all we, if, if this guy's going to get the full workload, he's been getting half the carries, which is basically like like nine to ten, putting up 45 to 50 yards. And his, his yardage prop was like around 75-ish, I think. I think that's what it was. And I'm like, look, if this guy's going to get the full workload against Kansas City, uh, fire him up. Well, looks like we get to we, we get to do that again. and. He's priced up to fifty nine hundred. The problem is that's not enough. Why is it not enough? He gets to face the Detroit Lions, folks. My goodness, what a wild ride we're going to be on on Sunday. Well, it's, listen, Corey Davis out for the rest of the year. You hate to see that. I loved watching him as a Titan. Uh, I'm just going through some other injuries here. Uh, Sterling Shepard, we don't know. He's questionable. T. Higgins has a questionable tag as well. Kenny Galladay has a questionable tag. Deontay Harris is suspended, uh, but, 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 but the big one is, are we going to see Keenan Allen? Who knows? Got placed on the COVID list Monday. According to reports, he is vaccinated and has a chance to clear protocol. However, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, where are you with this Chargers offense, Chief? Oh, boy. I mean, Mike Williams is going to be big time in play. I think that's going to open it up for uh, Jalen Guyton as well. Like, he'll probably be fairly chalky against the Giants. You got to think Austin Eckler is going to 
even if he doesn't get more targets, you got to think they're going to find more ways to get him involved, right? Like, just try to get a little bit more creative with the package. Jared Cook should get some targets. You know, I, I think Herbert, Eckler, Williams, Guyton, Cook. Um, I, I think that's that's going to open it up. Yeah, uh, and we'll probably see some chalk there, but it it you know I, I think it's warranted. Keenan Allen just commands so many targets every week. He's such an intricate part of that offense, and um, finally see that Mike Williams volume that we did earlier uh, in the season here. Talk to me about that game before you know we've touched on it before we get into recipe for success and a look ahead. Bengals uh, Chargers, like, are you ready to label anybody pretenders or contenders after that one? Or has your perspective changed on either of those teams in the Chargers or the Bengals, Chief? No, I mean, they're they're young teams trying to make it. Like, I don't, you know, that, that's what's happening. I mean, you take Keenan Allen out of this offense. And uh, let's see what that opens up here. I'm on the Roto Grinders. Premium usage app, one of our awesome premium tools here. You take Keenan Allen out of that offense. Uh, he he listen. He has a thirty percent air yard market share, uh, and Mike Williams is right there with twenty nine percent. I mean, man, it's just screaming Mike Williams week. If Keenan Allen is even limited um, in terms of target market share, though, it's not even close. He has uh, Keenan has almost an eight percent higher tar- uh, target market share than Mike Williams. So. Um, I would expect Eckler to pick up the slack. You know, I think he makes for an interesting play for sure. You know, as if he doesn't see as many, he's basically a wide receiver. Let's be real. Um, And, you know, and they're taking on the giants. We're traveling across the country. And, you know, if Mike Glennon's at the helm, he might have trouble sustaining drives. Could be some friendly field position for this chargers team. Could be some higher equity, you know, higher touchdown equity opportunities. So uh, that's something to monitor for sure. Uh, One more um, is unfortunately Logan Thomas brutal. Um, looks like ACL, MCL. Uh, you just hate to see that with a young, talented player, and uh, you know part of this Washington team who's starting to make a run. Um, so that that really stinks, and uh, hopefully a speedy recovery for for Logan Thomas there in Washington. Got any other elephants in the room, or any other injuries, or should we start talking about some of these games coming up? I'm good, man. Where do we start? I'll give you the ball first. Give me a game. Talk to me about why you like it for fantasy purposes. Look, there's there's a lot of, I think, a lot of things that we can like. We've got Josh Allen going down to to Tampa Bay after a loss to the Patriots tonight. Look, man, it's going to be fireworks in this game. Like, just period, right? It's going to be fireworks in this game. I, there's no other way to slice it. Like, I, I, I'm going to love Jav- plenty of Javante Williams, right? The Carolina Panthers have a new offensive coordinator. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Seahawks are going to play the Texans. You know, I, 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 the Raiders are going to Kansas City, probably going to put up some points. I'm really not as interested in these other matchups, man. And I hate to put all my eggs in one basket. But dare I say, on this week for football, I just really want to play Josh Allen and Tom Brady along with everyone else. No, I, I'm okay with that. Buffalo has been a little tough to figure out. You just see some stuff online, how 
they had a, a fairly easy strength of schedule in the first half of the season. Um, you know what? That, that should be a pretty positive game environment. We know Tampa Bay has really had their struggles in the secondary. Uh, and I like that call quite a bit. Love the bounce back yeah. spot. God forbid they praise Tom Brady <laughs> on FanDuel. I mean, he's the fourth highest quarterback, but I mean, he should probably be the highest priced quarterback every week. He should be up there. Josh Allen, 88 on FanDuel. Brady's 82. Sandwiched between them are Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. I just think you have to talk about the Chiefs. Are, are, the, are the Raiders that bad? I mean, Kansas City did whatever they wanted to against the Raiders defensively. I mean, they go out and they struggle with Denver. And I know it's a week-to-week league. There's a ton of parity. They scored 19 points against Dallas, who, you know, Micah Parsons and, and Diggs are great, but, like, that's not a tenacious defensive unit either. So, like, is it, like what side of the fence are you on with this Kansas City team? Is it a get-right spot again? Like, are the Raiders just the punching bag? <laughs> or are they I mean, going to we'll, have some we'll see. I, I, I wouldn't sleep on the Raiders, though. That's the thing. Like, you sleep on the Raiders, and get, then guess what they do? They beat you at home. And now you're eight and five and the Raiders are what? Seven and six. Yeah. It's and 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 now they've got a head to head over you. Like I, I, I think, I think they better come out and play this game. We obviously, yeah. And you know what? Like people are going to be off the Raiders, even though it should be a good game environment. Kansas city's defense is not that good. And Derek Carr couldn't throw one stinking touchdown against Washington, who has a terrible uh, DVOA against the pass. Plus, they're down Landon Collins. Hunter Renfro, 6,700. I think I think his, uh, his opportunity, you know, warrants the price tag. But I still think it's a pretty high floor uh, kind of price tag for Hunter Renfro. Back-to-back 100-yard games, 19 targets across the last two. I mean, dating back to the Philadelphia game, eight targets, nine targets, nine targets, four targets. Nine targets against Dallas when Darren Waller went down as well. And then he comes back and has a 10-target game against Washington. Obviously, Henry Ruggs isn't with the team. Deshaun Jackson's dinged up. Renfro's the guy. Renfro is the guy Carr's looking at every single possession. I'm okay with paying 6700 for Hunter Renfro in this game environment. What is he on DK? I'm super curious, Chief. I don't know if you have the wide receiver pricing pulled up. Oh yeah, I've got it pulled up, man. Right, hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't don't you worry. Don't you worry. Uh wait a minute. Renfro is sixty one hundred. Oh man. Too cheap. I mean too cheap. Yeah, especially in a game where you think they're gonna be slinging it around. I mean, eight targets in the Dallas game, nine targets in the Washington game. I mean, excuse me, 10 targets and nine targets, eight catches, mm-hmm. nine catches, both over 100 yards. I mean, I, I'm not expecting that this game, to be honest with you. I don't think – I am not looking for Hunter Renfro to go over 100 yards, but I am expecting six to seven catches for 50 to 80 yards and maybe a touchdown. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I, I can't – but I like it. I like the play because he's getting the volume, you know? Anybody that's going to get that many that many uh, that many targets is is viable. 
I think one more. These one o'clock games, man, are, are so unique. You have Seattle, who, by the way, gritty win. Gritty win over the Niners. Is there is Russell Wilson off a little bit? Yeah, he's not like passing the eye test as he typically does. He's obviously going through some stuff. Now they got the Texans. They got the Texans. There's like a handful of teams in the league that I would start targeting Seattle players against. And the Texans are one of them. Yeah, don't don't hate the Texans at all. Don't hate the Texans at all. Give like how do I gauge like what's your interest here in Russ Metcalf Lockett? Clearly, they have no idea who they give the ball to on the ground. They've no they've, the running game is a complete disaster. It's it was god awful. Like like Metcalf this week, like Russ a little bit. Are, is yeah. Seattle going to end up contrarian, or are they going to be chalk? Ah, uh, we'll see. They're facing like. I, you know, it's early in the week. You know how this goes. Yeah. We, we just got to see, you know, what happens at the time. Yep. Just got to see what happens at the time. Okay. And of course, uh, my Titans, much needed bye week. God, the team's in a body bag. They've you they've shattered the record of, uh, amount of players used in a season, pretty much every indicator of how banged up your team has been. The Titans needed that bye week. Thus being said, I kind of have interest in Deontay Foreman against the Jags, 5,900 on FanDuel. I know Dontrell Hillard took some work as well. Going to get Julio Jones back. Uh, This was a much needed bye week. Going to get some pieces on that defense back. I kind of like Deontay Foreman in this game. He's an interesting value spot right now since we don't really know who's going to miss. But uh, just I'm keeping an eye on Foreman. I think he'll have uh, some red zone opportunities for sure. I mean, this Titans team's moving the ball. They just had nine turnovers in their last two games. Running the football. So uh, I think Foreman is pretty interesting here. Let's talk about that Dallas-Washington game, man. I know I know. there's probably some pieces in there you want to talk about, and I know you brought up the, the Washington football team and the heater they're on. So I think this this is going to be a, a pretty popular game, and I can't wait to watch this one. I'm never excited to watch Dallas on television, but on paper they're one of the best offenses, and I'm curious to see if they're able to play at that high level in a game that both teams really need. I don't know this, you know, this is this is an interesting game. It, it might end up being a lot low a lot lower scoring than we think because it, you know, you know how these divisional games go, man. And then it's up in Washington, should be fairly, I'm assuming it's gonna be fairly chilly up there. So, you know, there you have it. I don't I, I don't I don't I, I'm actually I almost feel like I could take the under in this game, but but it just feels wrong, you know, it feels dirty. Uh, it, it just, it feels wrong, but man, I, I could, I could see this being like a 24, 17 game. I, I really could. Yeah. It, it does feel kind of dirty. And, uh, Dallas has all their weapons healthy again, for the most part. Don't mind Dalton Schultz in this one, 5,700. Don't mind that at all. I think he'll probably garner a good amount of ownership here. Um, you know, we kind of covered most of the slate. 
Another big one, which I think is just going to be an ugly game, is is Baltimore and Cleveland. You know, divisional slugfest. Lamar's been pretty bad lately. Cleveland yeah. also can't move the ball whatsoever. Are we going to see Kareem Hunt back is, is a big question. You know, that he would do wonders for uh, for that Browns offense. Yeah, that's huge. Huge. Um, actually, he did play a little bit on the 28th. And uh, he only had seven touches. Um, so they babied him in. Uh, but we'll see if that workload increases. Like, it wasn't really much of a factor, right? He needs 13, 14, 15 touches and a handful of targets to, to really be, to warrant his price tag and be in the GPP pool here. That's why I forgot he even played. He barely touched the field. Um, so, you know, we'll see what his status is. But honestly, this is a game I might just cut out of my player pool. I don't hate it. Anybody in this one you're targeting? Nope. All right. We're Listen, man, I keep a pretty tight pool anyway. Yeah. Like I don't try to, I don't try to get involved in every game. Like it's, just, you know what I mean? Like it spreads it too thin. Like, you know, if I'm going to win, I, I want to win. Right. And, and, and the more opportunities I get with the best plays that I think are the best plays on the week is what gives me an opportunity to, to take down these big GPPs. Right on. So Atlanta can't play defense. Are you buying a Cam Newton bounce back? Let me hear your Carolina Panthers synopsis. Remember Chuba Hubbard? He's back in play. Yeah, man. I mean, they're playing Atlanta. We're at home. New offensive coordinator. This is this is uh, Matt Rule trying to save that old job. You know what I mean? And uh, let, let's see what happens. You know, are we going to open this thing up? I will say this. I did think the play calling was terrible. Um, like we, we weren't even really getting creative, you know? So I, yeah. So where's your interest at in this one? Like if I gun to head, I said, chief, it's Monday night. Like I don't have nearly as much interest as I do in the Tampa Bay Buffalo game. It, it doesn't matter what type of analyst you are. That's the game of the week. And if it disappoints, it just disappoints. But that's the game where all the attention is probably going. Uh, Cam at 5,400 against the Falcons, though, does feel great. Um, DJ Moore is now 6,200. And he had 10 targets in the Miami game, four catches for 103 yards. Most of it was on a deep bomb. But he still got there. Um, You know, we'll have to see what – where Russell Gage is, but didn't he have a monster game? 11 yes, catches, 130. And you, you saw it coming, like, especially in this matchup with, with the Bucks, where they, they were going to have to throw the ball. I, I, I loved it. So uh, he was, he was the reason why Sunday was such a huge, huge day. But, um, but yeah, absolutely. I think Cam and the Panthers are going to be fine. I think Chuba Hubbard's going to be fine. Um, but I just, my interest level is very low. Russell Gage has quietly been very good the last five to six weeks. Seeing really nice volume, making the most of his opportunities. Cam yeah. Newton is up to 7,400 on FanDuel, my friend. 
So uh, that that's tough. But I agree with your assessment. Buffalo, Tampa Bay um, should be a fun one. Should be some fireworks. Um, you know what? I, I do. Uh, I'm going to leave this podcast having my next most interest in stacking Seattle from a tournament perspective. And uh, it's not a great feeling, but uh, I'm taking the matchup here. It's not like Russell Wilson's been dead. You know, he's thrown for two scores in each of his last two games. It wasn't pretty, um, but it seems like a a super get right spot here. And I'm interested to see how ownership shakes out between that Buffalo Tampa game. And of course, Kansas city in a huge get right spot, Uh, you know, and with the chargers, there could be some condensed target shares and Herbert's been fantastic. And Herbert's arguably the best quarterback in, uh, in DFS the last, you know, five weeks or so. Uh, maybe statistically he is, I don't know off the top of my head, but if he's not, he's close. So uh, I am curious to see where Seattle, you know, fits in uh, to this ownership here. Yeah. Anything else in your recipe for success, my friend? I've mentioned it, but if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, Javante Williams is going to be, about as close to a lock, I think, as, as we can get. That's chalk you eat? Is that what you're saying? I think so. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think got to be at a chalk that we eat. I don't know how hungry you are, but do you have any GPP food of the days since we are back together here? Oh, man. You know, probably for the first time in history, I don't have one. Wow. I do not have a GPP food of the day. Ironically. We've covered so what, many. What do you have? I don't know, man. I'm starving right now. I worked all day. It's super late here <laughs> on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, I will say you go to a sandwich shop, and it's funny how everyone calls it something different where they live. Subs, hoagies. Po boys, whatever you have down there. Yeah, I like po boys. What's your go-to? You know, footlong sandwich. You know, whatever, whatever you call them, subs. You know, cold cuts, hot, hot, hot sub, cold sub. You know, like what? What do you put on there? Open ended. You go into the go into the deli. Like, well, where do you know, start? I've, I've answered this one before, but if if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go anywhere and get a sub, my absolute favorite. And I mean, my absolute favorite is uh, the Big Kahuna from uh, from Jersey Mike's. Like, that's my absolute favorite. Chicken or steak, it doesn't matter. Um, and that, that's just commercial sub, right? If I'm going to make my own sub at home, give me some boar's head. Sliced boar's head meat. I, I, I want some cracked pepper turkey. I want some, some white American, some honey mustard spread. And let's go to town. Yeah, the board's head. Yeah, I like the the Lando Lakes American cheese, but I mix my cheeses up quite a bit. I'm with you. Jersey Mike's is underrated for, for like a chain place, man. Underrated. Uh, underrated. I'm with you. My all-time favorite sandwich place. I know we have some New York listeners, and we've talked to some of them on Twitter in the past. Bunch of cool dudes. It's a place called Lenny's. Yeah, subs. Uh, Now they go by Lenwich. There was only one Lenny's like 15, 20 years ago up on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. But now there's like, I don't know, a handful to a dozen across the city. So if you're ever in NYC, you got to look up the sandwich place called Lenny's. 
uh, or now it's called Lenwich. I'm telling yeah. you, that's the best sub I've ever had. I'll go to bat yeah. for him. Yeah, let's get it, man. Let, let's get out of here, buddy. Uh, where can the people find you? And I know you're super busy with Chiefs Prop Shop on Discord. Give a quick plug to the prop shop and what it's all about. Yeah, man, prop shop is just a place where we're in there talking props, you know, trying to help people make it it's as many dollars as they can. We had a fantastic night tonight. If it wasn't for, and I'm going to tell you, these two, these two plays were key. And listen, we did very well. I'm talking about the whole prop shop, right? Crazy night. If Miles Bridges hits his points prop and Mac Jones doesn't kneel down in the game, we've got some 15 X's going on prize picks. We've got stuff going on on Thrive, 11X, you know? And I, I talked to you a little bit about that before the show with the uh, with the Miles Bridges play. But, man, that, that that's two plays away from a monumental night. Come on over to the prop shop, folks. We're trying to help you as much as we can. Yeah, check out the prop shop. I, I got to poke my head in there. I do a bunch of props for scores and odds. It's been having a really good 30 days. Um, but maybe I can come uh, brainstorm and, and get some some prop plays going on with you guys. And we can collaborate, make some money, check it out. Love what you're doing over there, Chief. Keep the grind going. And uh, Chief Justice 6 over there on Twitter is Will. Uh, you can find me at the J Carlucci. You know, hit us up. Tell us your favorite sub places. Give us some food uh, tips you know, on the East Coast here. We want to hear what you're all about. So uh, we will get back to you later this week. We'll be on the NBA morning grind together. We're probably going down some sick rabbit holes as we did the other night with the hypothetical NBA trade destinations. You got to love that Damian Lillard <laughs> drama, my friend. We will see. Gotta what love happens. It. So for the chief, Will Priester, I'm the Luce Justin Carlucci. Enjoy your day and good luck this week.